Say goodbye to things scattered, stressed, and the last minute scrambles to fund your real estate deals. If you're ready to stop chasing leads, endlessly connecting on Facebook, social media, and Zoom, just to pitch your stuff to anything that moves and breathes, listen up. The Daily Investor Lead Flow is finally here. This tool has forever helped us pinpoint where to focus our capital raising efforts and where to free our time and energy. Head over to dailyinvestorleadflow.com to discover how much of a game changer it can be for you. The Daily Investor Lead Flow literally changed everything for us. Now you can finally have the opportunity to take back your time and get your life back. Remember those times you reached out to investors and heard nothing back? Those days are coming to an end. This tool will zoom out, highlighting all the gaps. It will also zoom in, removing all the guesswork from prioritizing your efforts. Plus, it will help set clear expectations for your business and ensure that your capital raising strategies are assets, not liabilities. Don't wait, take the daily lead flow by going to dailyinvestorleadflow.com. That's dailyinvestorleadflow.com. Your future self will forever thank you. Value add deals offer endless possibility for a higher return on investment, but also bring a higher risk component. Yield play deals are great ways to create a straightforward and consistent income stream with a low risk factor. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Hello to all our incredible Cashflow Multipliers. Welcome back to another jam-packed episode filled with insider tips, tricks, and way to elevate your financial freedom. Before starting today's episode, Nana and I had been some contemplating something and we need you guys to come in and weigh in on your thoughts. Nan, you have the floor. Okay, so when I was learning all about this terminology with apartment syndication and investing, I learned by osmosis and by living up with people who have been there and done what we wanted to achieve. Palm, do you remember how inducted into the system we were to learn all things real estate and apartment syndication? How can I forget? I mean, we were low-key obsessed. So what I'm saying is that I think if you're new to this world, the only way to fully understand everything is baptism by fire. But you think a little differently, don't you, Palm? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that you're onto something. But for me, my main mode of learning during our obsession phase, and who are we kidding? We're still in very much in that phase, was to go through, through books, go to conferences, get mentorship, read up on all the different definitions. Real estate is a very big world and reading from books from experts before us really helps me gain confidence. I was a little bit nervous to jump in headfirst with all the investors and their internal lingos. I mean, I really felt like a small fish in a big pond. Regardless if you learn by jumping into the deep end or studying the pool before assessing if you're going in or not, the wonderful world of real estate and apartment syndication can be a lot for one person to learn. So many new faces and so little time, right? It's no secret that apartment investings come with a fair share of decision to make, terminology to understand, and strategies to digest. On top of that, how we make money as apartment investors can vary depending on the business strategy and its execution on each deal. But do you know what's the difference between you guys, you fellow apartment investors? You're not like other people. You're listening to this podcast and doing your own due diligence. And that's how we know you're a savvy passive investor. And those traits are crucial to understanding what you're getting into when you're deciding how and when you're going to invest. Once you understand how the sponsorship team plans to generate cash flow 
and increase the net operating income, aka NOI, you can invest confidently. Yeah, and that's why today we're introducing two new phrases for two types of apartment investments. One is the value add deals, and the other is yield play deals. Nan and I made a promise early before we fully launched this podcast, our blog, or Instagram that our goal was to help everyday people invest confidently in a way that will help you make the progress towards securing your financial futures. And knowing the difference between value add and yield play strategies will help you with that confidence. Today, we're breaking down these two terminologies and how they're different, how they are similar, and how we put our own spin on things so you can make smart investing decisions for wherever you are in this journey. Let's start with value add deals. Before you let you into the official definition, take your own stab at it. What do you think it means? If you're thinking anything along the lines of adding value to the property, ding, 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 <laughs> you're on the right track. I love your soundtrack poems. A value add deal is exactly what it sounds like. Adding value to a property in order to raise the net operating income. In the Kitty Kingdom, we're all about increasing the NOI, right? Oh, of course. Using the value add like method, apartment operators typically focus their business plan on some sort of rehab that increases the property's appeal, justify a rent increase, and ultimately increase the property value. Basically, it's the apartment operator's job to give the place a glow up in order to secure a higher NOI, net operating income. We love higher net operating income because that means increase in property value, right, Palm? Yeah, that's like basically the crux of it. Increase NOI increases the property's value. The value add strategy is often executed on properties that are classified as B or C class because these properties have more opportunities for improvements. So sometimes people ask us, why not A class properties? Because typically class A properties are in their prime and there really isn't that much more to improve. Don't mess with perfection, you know. If you're new here, check out episode 25, Stay Classy, The Grading Scale of Apartments, where we go into details of different classes in apartments. So while adding value is one thing, how to add value both within the individual units and in the common areas of the property itself, think the lobby, pool, parking space, is usually through something called a little TLC. This is where a little elbow grease and a huge sledgehammer comes in handy. Rehab units might include replacing flooring, updating countertops, repainting the walls, upgrading appliances. Value at renovation that can improve the overall property might include building a playground, creating a dog park, or making parking spaces covered, improving the property signage, exterior signs, etc. Here's the other secret to know about value-add properties. Sometimes you don't need to break out a hammer at all. Oh, no, Nan! You're spoiling my inner Hulk! Smash! Smash! Sorry, Palm. <laughs> the Hulk. Enter remarketing, a common phrase used by sponsor team to increase the desirability of a multifamily building. What Nan is talking about is the remarketing is typically aimed at reducing vacancies and delinquencies by changing the tenant profile to individuals who are making higher income. Ultimately, creating a safer, more convenient, and more enjoyable atmosphere for residents, adding value to their lives while helping operators create more value for the property. For example, we may increase the rent-to-income ratio we use for new tenants. Instead of a 2.x, maybe we'll increase that to a 3.x. On a previous episode, we had to also talk about making sure that the way this is executed comes with a lot of history and understanding of the area you're investing in and how you're making those change to you know, quote-unquote, remarket. So make sure to check out episode 25, Stay Classy, The Grading Scale of Apartments. We'll include a link to that episode in today's show note as well. Whether your plans involve rehabbing, installing new amenities, remarketing, or a combination of all three, adding value to multifamily apartments involve 
proper planning and execution. There are definitely no shortcuts here. Value-add methods are often considered riskier as more work and plannings are involved. This strategy also makes the property attractive for future buyer as long as you leave enough quote-unquote meat on the bones or room for the next owners to continue to increase the NOI. By that, we simply mean don't have all your units be looking too good. You want other investors in the future to have their Cinderella moments too. Recently, we had an exciting turn of events when we were able to go full cycle without any renovation on the property. Full cycle means that exit the property. So even though we had our told our past investors that we budgeted for a rehab capex that would include it in our business plan, we were able to organically raise rents without any of the renovations. And for those of you who are keeping score at home, yep, this means more profit back to our investor. This actually brings up a good point for your sponsorship team in the future. Make sure they have explicitly shared what projects they will be executing at the property, including how many units will be renovated and a reasonable CapEx budget to complete the projects. This will allow you as a past investor to understand the value that will be created and if they have thought through how they plan to make money while they own the building, but also their exit strategy when it comes to time to sell. It's all fun and games until you need to exit the property. Okay, Palm, should we move on to the high yield approach here? Yep, let's get on to it. As we learned with value-add properties, those heavily live in the land of, you know, Class B and Class C properties. So for our high yield approach, friends, those guys mainly deal with Class A properties. I mean, you wouldn't or couldn't add value to a massive piece already, right? Could you even imagine someone looking up at the Sistine Chapel and saying out loud, mm, I mean... It's nice and all, but I think I can do better. You simply don't mess with good things. And that's where the term high yield approach comes to play. The high yields come from the concept that the property is, quote unquote, yielding a cash flow when you purchase it. Typically on these properties, major rehabs have already been done. So investors are buying in with the intention to hold onto the property and let the cash flow. They may make minor changes like upgrading utilities to high-speed fiber optic cables or focus on reducing operating expenses to drive additional value. These properties are already on their way up, so there's no reason to try to make any major changes. The bonus with yield play deals, as they are sometimes referred to, is that they also have typically seen a lower risk investment because they do not require the same level of complexity as managing a deep renovation on a multiple unit as you might see in a value-add investment. But don't let the glimmer in your eyes of investing in high-yield apartments keep you distracted. You don't want to sleep on the power of value-add projects. The sponsorship team can still increase the NOI by lowering expenses and keeping top of the market rents. Think of it this way, as two girls who were once in fashion, you need the vintage and the spring and the summer collections pieces as well to have a well-rounded wardrobe, right, Paul? <laughs> You'll know best. And the same can be said for apartments you invest in. Having some yield play deals in your portfolio is an excellent way to offset the risk that can come with value-add projects. Although the physical changes to the properties for our Class A will be minimal after purchase, since the asset is newer and the property's value can still be increased. And just like keeping the tags on a dress you purchase, you know, we don't do that, of course, <laughs> but some people do. Just in case, like Class A properties can also provide stable cash flow from the onset. If as a past investor, your financial goals are more focused on cash flow versus building wealth through large equity gains. So Nan, let's talk to our people who are always walking the line of decision like these. You know the type. They take about 30 minutes to choose what they want to eat for dinner and are always asking people what are they ordering in order to compare murals. They may also be the same type who are very liberal using their forks as they're testing around around the table. They just want to make sure that they're not missing out on anything. 
For those people, and hey, no judgment here, we recommend the hybrid approach. It's not always an all or nothing situation when it comes to apartment investing and apartment syndication here. Many sponsorship teams may choose an approach that combines both of these strategies, a high yield and a value add approach. There doesn't have to be a hard line in the sand separating value add from value deals play, right, Palm? No, we love both. Many investors look to find a multifamily apartment that already have a decent yield that execute smaller scope of value add projects to increase the current NOI and overall property value. You may see business plans that combine these two strategies in various ways. Owners will purchase a property that require a moderate amount of value add to yield additional cash flow, then use the cash out refi, continue to hold the property, but using the money to purchase another multifamily apartment building. The original property becomes their cash flow cow. Well, you know, not I don't know why I think of cash flow when cash cow. I love that term, cash flow cow. <laughs> I just think of cow floating through the air. Don't know why. <laughs> While moving on to their, obviously they're going to move their capital onto the next value add deal, rinse and repeat the cycle. Now, that's what satisfies someone's appetite, especially if they've ordered at least two appetizers. Now, Palm, let's get into the good stuff and talk about the typical returns from both yield and value add that we see in apartment syndications investment. We know the bottom line sometimes is the only line that matters. Absolutely. So for cash flow, which is distributed monthly or quarterly, depending on the investment, generally will spit out about 6 to 8% annually. For example, if someone invested $100,000 and they received $6,000 to $8,000 annually as part of their cash flow, and assuming the investment has a five-year hold period, then the cash flow total would be around thirty dollars to $40,000. The rest of the profit will come from the value-add portion. When we talk about value-add, some may think that their experience in a single-family home flipping where people celebrating winning the bids of a crusty, dusty house with 30 years of old, like cat litter has been stored in the bins. Oh, okay. Crusty, dusty house of old cat litter, huh? Yep. Yeah, well, what Nan means is that she actually sent me to those type of homes doing due diligence in our flipping days. Oh, I'm so sorry. Not so sorry, Palm. <laughs> Trust us, getting rid of that stench is not easy. This is not the type of value at apartments we like to purchase. And look, we're not in the business of talking crap, pun intended. There are investors who love this stuff and buy vacant homes all the time because of the thrill of ripping out the wall and blowing up the ceiling is what keeps them going. There are a whole bunch of television shows dedicated to revamping. And while we respect the hustle, that's simply not our cup of tea. You see those type of heavy or deep value add properties come with a much higher risk. For one, most of these type of properties you owe, you have to start from scratch, meaning you'll need most, if not all, the entire complexes to be vacant. This means no income during the rehab phase at all. No tenants helping to front the bill. And unless they are extremely experienced and know exactly what the submarket residents are looking for, they may or may not be able to achieve their target rent or occupancy. Now, if you're listening to all this and wondering, are all these my only options? We're here to tell you that there's another way. For us, the Kitty Sisters, we live life with the spirit that we can have both. Like a scoop of vanilla ice cream with toppings consisting of strawberry syrup, <laughs> soft mojis, peanut butter, and all this other stuff, especially the cherry on top. So maybe a little bit more or one or two more toppings, right? But you get the idea. Depend on the deal structure and how the holding period is, we may decide to invest in deals with some cash flow plus a huge upside upon the property itself. Or in the case of new construction or built-to-rent strategy, we'll offer a massive upside with a slightly delayed gratification of yield play once the property construction is completed and is fully leased up. See, we can have both worlds. And of course, 
all of the ice cream our hearts desire. <laughs> Although we can have the best of both worlds, we do prefer to work with what we call light value add properties. This means that the property should already have strong occupancy, preferably above ninety percent. Instead of targeting properties based on such things as like smell. Oh, please spare us the details. I will. <laughs> we focus on seeing value add possibilities via below market rents or occupancy rates. Take this as another example. Perhaps the property is in fairly good condition. However, it could also double as a set for a period piece TV show. Think of your great aunt's linoleum flooring or the green shag carpet in your grandma's den. I mean, technically, there's a floor, but it's is it really one that you look want to look at? <laughs> While structurally there may be nothing wrong with the property, it lacks the modern touch and the sizzle factor to attract new renters willing to pay a premium. Another type of value add is improving the management of the property. A lot of times, we like to check out the Google reviews of the property we are looking to purchase and read what the management team has done, probably not the best, and see if these. There are things that we can actually improve. Okay, that's a quick ninja tip from the Kitty Sisters here. You welcome. Here are some things that we may like to do to force appreciation on light value at properties. We may be rebranding the property, bring a new property management team, perform interior or exterior upgrades, switch out vendors, reduce operational expense, and add amenities. Think things like Amazon lockers, cable and internet packages. Covered or reserved parkings, installed gates, cameras—you get the idea. Just enough to get people interested without breaking the bank or adding too much value. As you may notice, almost all the light value add items we just listed can be done while the property occupancy is 90% or higher, except for the interior upgrades, which are done on the unit term, aka when someone leaves the property and is vacant. We'll tackle the interior upgrades then. This means the property will still generate income while we complete our business plan, hence reducing the downside risk. So now you decide what toppings do you want. First, decide what season in your investment horizon you are in. Do you have a solid active income via your business or W two that can support your lifestyle while you grow your empire via passive apartment investing, or do you need the cash flow to supplement your living now? Don't worry, we can help you with this. Use our Freedom Metric Calculator to help you figure this out. It's on our website, thekittysisters.com/podcast, and it's totally free. Second, figure out your personal risk tolerance level. Are you a thrill skiller, black flip over water, stunt double who doesn't mind investing in heavy or deep value add, or you prefer a more conservative approach that allows the property to still provide amazing return but is a little less risky? And please notice the key phrase here. Less risky, not no risk, right? With any investment opportunity, there will be risk. So anyone who can promise you that there is an investment without risk, run. But seriously, any investment comes with risk, and the risk can be mitigated by understanding the investment opportunity and working with an experienced team that has your best interests at heart. The last thing to consider is picking a team that you'll work with and learning what type of investment strategy their portfolio focuses on. Does the team have experience in heavy deep value add, or is their investment opportunity you are investing in is their first go at it? It's probably best to go with someone who has experience and not someone who's learning on the job with your money. I mean, you wouldn't ask an intern to be the CEO, would you? Or ask a first-year medical student to do brain surgery on you, right? I don't think so. The best part of all this is whether you're gonna go the high yield approach or lean towards value add deals. Is that you're an adult now? You can go with the ice cream shop and pick out as many toppings as you want. So let's review, shall we? Value add deals offer endless possibility for a higher return on investment, but also bring a higher risk component. 
Yield play deals are great ways to create a straightforward and consistent income stream with a low risk factor. Guys, smart, savvy investors typically own portfolio with a mix of different approaches that are best tailored to each property. Would you say Palm, a diverse multifamily investment portfolio, will allow you to grow your wealth while reducing risk along the way? Absolutely. What's most important is to understand which approach the deal you're investing in is using. Ensure the operator has a clear business plan that makes sense for the property and evaluate the deal's fit into your internal investment criteria strategy here and how it will contribute to your financial goal. But above all this, just kidding. Oh, no. I don't know how to sing. <laughs> I was, like, spirit of I was like, what was that? <laughs> Being equipped with the confidence that you got this and you have nothing standing in your way we're here for you no matter what. Keep up with our shenanigans online at thekittysisters.com slash podcast or Instagram at thekittysisters. And don't leave today's show without showing us a little love either with a review or smashing the subscription button. Love to you all and we're already looking forward for next week. Smash! Smash! <laughs> we can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. 